0: And welcome back to Relative the Pitch. Um, I hope y'all are having such a great uh, Black History Month because we are we are really up in here, and um, of course we're going to be talking about some great things today. Uh, I also want to just say, make sure two episodes ago is our GBA uh, presentation. So if you have not checked that out, please go ahead and check that out. It was such a great thing, and which we are gonna have a part two with the same panelists where we're gonna answer some questions. So if you have any questions regarding um, that, please, please, please follow that QR code and put in your question, put in your question, so.
1: Also, if you saw it and you need to share it, just share it, just share it to people. You could just send them a link and be like, you know, I think we should check this out together next time we hang out, but it's really, they need to check it out. Be subtle, be subtle with it's
0: yeah. a watch party watch party watch <laughs> party um because today we're filming on super bowl day so you know how about you have a super bowl watch party but watch our conference you know that, that would be that would be the best but that's interesting exactly more beneficial how about that <laughs> um so i today i wanted to just briefly kind of talk about something we've talked about on the podcast a little bit before um but just an updated version is really just kind of our mental health um, and really just making sure um, everyone is good and what we're dealing with in, as a teacher, as musicians. Um, I know as being a teacher right now, it is hectic. And I know a lot of teachers that are just like, I'm not coming back next year because I'm just not OK. I'm just not OK. Um, the burnout is real, especially in the past two years. Um, It is real, and I'm seeing that in teachers that have been teaching for years, okay? Um, And it's always funny because they always look at me who started in COVID as like, oh my gosh, like, I'm so sorry. And to me, it's normal. Like this was what to me is normal because I started dead center in COVID. Uh, But for them, it is really, really, really tough. And I know also being musicians, in this time period right now is also taxing on your mental health so guys how have you been dealing with um your mental health and and keep pushing forward
2: you know for me i am so prone to just not knowing when to take a break um i just have a it's like a tendency to, if I have time on my hand, I'm like, what can I be doing to benefit myself tomorrow? And while there's some people who are like, I wish I had that at the same time, if you're constantly at every moment trying to say, what can I be doing? What can I be doing? You're not taking any moments to like actually just be in the moment you're in and like just rest, um, And that's the biggest thing. Is like, I'll call my mom and I'll tell her all this. I'm flying here, flying here, all this, all this stuff. And she's like, make sure to take care of yourself. Like, make sure to drink water, make sure to rest, make sure to eat. Um, And unfortunately, especially for musicians, the basic necessities of life is what we throw out immediately. (laughs) When when we get busy, it's like, I don't need to sleep. I don't need to eat. What is water? Um, And so it's, I yeah for on the performance and in in school route um of things i can definitely tell that and we talked about this before it's like because we're in the pandemic people feel like they have to capitalize off this moment where um everyone can take some time to like better themselves for the years ahead but at the same time it's like we're overworking ourselves to an extent so um Yeah it's been something I've been trying to be way more conscious about and my friends thanks guys are always great about telling me when I'm doing too much (laughs) and I need to take a step back and reevaluate and just make sure I'm putting myself and my, um, my health first because when I'm doing those things I think I'm putting myself first which in a way like I may be putting my career first or my education first but then I get strep throat and then guess what all that has to stop and that's been a reoccurring thing for me and so Whenever that does happen or I fall ill, it really tells me, like, I have not been taking proper care of myself. I haven't been sleeping well. Fluids have not been a thing. And so um, I've been trying to be better about that and to take on the stress. Yes, keep pushing, keep going, but also go, it's 7 o'clock. I have eaten nothing today. I need to eat and I need to go to bed. Like, and that's it. Um, I don't know about you. What, what about you, Michael? I know you've been. Uh, we're we're kind of on the same path, but you you deal with things a little bit differently than I do.
1: I well, first of all, water is fake news. It's not real. We have water in us. We don't need to keep drinking this stuff. No, not mean, let society beat you,
0: do. you down. You society do has to grapple on true. you. Because Mountain anyway, Dew is killing your body. Stop drinking
1: It's not killing my body. I'm here alive, awake, with no crow's feet. And that's on period. Are
0: you sure? Ooh! So, well, for anybody that is listening, okay? I, actually, Mountain Dew is doing something to your body. Because every time I talk to you, you always, always is falling. Mm, let's talk about your equilibrium. How about that? <laughs> my equilibrium. Okay. Let's talk about it. Whenever time I'm talking to you, you always order a DoorDash. And guess what? But guess what? I'm not falling. I'm not. My balance is great.
1: Come on. Uh, anyways, that's how I stay young. I just talk on the phone with Anthony while I fall. Uh, it's funny, I y'all. It's it, funny. No because cool cool. all of a sudden, <laughs> it'll go like...
2: <laughs> just be a random...
0: Oh, my God.
1: I'm like, Anthony, I just... But um, I like to deal with my stress through aggressive sports and competitive things. So, like, I play racquetball and I just hit the hell out of the ball. It's very pleasing. Um, and then I play chess competitively with friends that suck at it just like I do. So, it's great. So, like, I'll just flip the board and there's no emotional damage to it. Or I'll go play golf Find something that you can, you have no emotional tie to that you can suck on and suck and be like bad on purpose. Because if you can be bad on purpose, it takes the emotional stress away from what you hold your livelihood to. Because if I can't do certain things on the trumpet that I can do every day, that I know I can do every day and it just doesn't work, I think I'm the worst person ever and I always think about becoming a
2: softball coach. So it's always in the back of my mind. No, that's that's a really interesting concept of like finding things you're not good at as good at to have something that you're like, I am learning I like you're taking that stress of being like, you know, I like you're not obsessing over trying to perfect something like we do with our crafts and our education and our careers. But instead, you're going like, i want to take this random baking class and i know i'm going to say i know i'm going to say if i took a baking class my macaroons would be terrible i'm telling you this now but i want to do it because mm-hmm. that seems like so fun to do is to like to bake things that i i have no idea like all the science that goes behind it so that's a really interesting concept and that's something they they used to say a lot with things like do things that make you happy or do things that you've never had a chance to do or that kind of de-stresses you um, yeah, that's we, we talked about that before. We talked about shows we watch and movies and all the other things we like nothing to do. Nothing has
0: changed since a year ago when we talked about this topic because I still, my go-to thing is to lay in my bed and do nothing because that's big for me and how I stay balanced is my mind is working thousand times, thousand miles an hour between the hours of six and sometimes six at night. So when I get home, I don't wanna think at all. So what I do is I get put on my great lounging clothes, I get in the bed, I put on a YouTube video that has nothing to do with me, nothing that like has anything to do with music and I just sit there and I watch and I'm entertained. And my mind is just like, "Mm, we're off now that's how I stay balanced because it's funny when, when you're doing auditions and, and you're doing stuff like one of the questions is what do you do in your free time and my answer is always nothing and it makes me sound like I'm just this lazy person which I am <laughs> but it makes me sound like I'm this just lazy person but no if you know me you know that I stay busy when I was in college I stay busy I, that was it when, now as a teacher I'm always busy so When I am at home, I do nothing. Like yesterday, I did not, we're filming on Sundays and Saturdays, I don't do not one thing. Not one thing. I don't get up. I don't go walk in. I don't, no, I don't do it. Because Monday through Friday is so hectic and so much stuff is going on. On Saturdays, I don't move. Not once, but that balances me out, and so I found that out a long time ago. When these two people over here was like, Let's go do this on the weekend, no, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. don't be Come acting on. like you stayed in the bed like, the
1: entire day in the <laughs> entire weekend on Saturdays. No, okay, once Saturday hit 8 p.m., what were you doing? Okay, first
0: of all, that's neither here nor there, okay. Exactly. Well, I'm um, saying, but what I'm saying is, is that I still had to have time where I did nothing. And Michael was my roommate. So he would come in and guess what I'll be? In my bed with my iPad right here in front of my face. And I would look at him like, what do you want? What do you, you see what I'm doing? Every time, every time he would get home, in the bed with my iPad, like that was it. Lauren would come over, where would I be? In the bed with my iPad
2: that's it that family reunion shirt the maroon family maroon dollar family reunion from 2003 that's like 3x large
0: with some good oh look I got the sweatpants on right now um so Yes, this is yes. Y'all know my secret. Uh huh. I only change the shirt, not the
2: bottoms. Boom, there it is. But that's what
0: that's what. Everyone, we
2: should do like a relative pitch bottom reveal. I'm kind of repping us today, actually. All
0: right, and see, you actually got real clothes (laughs) on. Not me. Mm
2: -mm. I'm wearing a pajama shirt, but it looks
1: cute. Mm hmm. It's fleece. Smells good. Mm
0: Hey, (laughs) sugar. I'm so done with y'all. So but. I mean, but that that's how we kind of cope. And I know other people have different uh, ways of coping. In and I know, like, people are always tell you to keep on board. So, so, like, do y'all take that as a good thing or a bad thing? Wait, Take what is a good
2: thing? Out there. Like the, key, the idea, like, just keep pushing or keep going. Keep pushing forward. Depends
1: on what we're doing.
2: It depends on how you address the person in the conversation and also how, like, what the situation is. Because it's like, if, if like, you, if it's somebody or you're like, oh, it's just a lot, like, homework is crazy right now, your friend could just be, oh, like, I know, just keep going. Like, if that's something you're like, yeah, like, I appreciate that. But if it's a situation where you're like, I'm mentally drained. I feel like I'm on the brink of like falling away from everything. I feel like I don't know what I'm doing or I don't even want to do anything anymore. And someone goes, just keep going, bud. I'm sure you like, no, there, there's an appropriate response depending on what the person who you are talking to is basically telling you or giving you Um And sometimes also people won't give you the full extent of what they're going through. That is also a thing. They can just say, it's, oh, it's just homework or it's just this. Um, And you may not know that. And, you know, that's like, that's a part of friendship too, of like, just knowing, being able to tell, like, is it just homework? Is it? I I, I have a question
0: on that um, because we've also seen this as well, where people would use their mental health Mm. as the crutch. Mm -hmm. It is an endless cycle of not doing anything. Right. Because we got to talk about the positives, but we also got to talk about the negatives. And if you realize you're going in a circle Mm. and that you just use, not that you use that, that sounds wrong, but every time you're using it to... Just perpetuate the cycle that you're in
1: I heard it like almost best if you are in your let's say you're a graduate student you're in your office or you're in an your undergrad and you're in your practice room if you are breaking down every single day
2: mm-hmm.
1: or three day three times a week or you know sometimes one time a week depending on how big it is go get help. Because it's stopping you from doing what you want to do. Because if you really want to do this thing we call music or you want to teach or blah, blah, blah. But there's some aspects in your life getting in the way. You have to clean your house first. Or everything's going to pile on top of each other. Like how are you going to be expected to prepare for your lesson, prepare for all these education classes. And then like fragilely hold up your mental health status. Go get that house in order and then come back like you don't have to like a, be a traditional student you don't even have to take time off but focus on that first because you're going to bring it into every aspect of your life and just the way society works sometimes and it sucks if you if you bring more baggage into rehearsal and blah 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 people are going to start pushing you out the door
2: yeah no i think what's really important about all this because this is a very fragile topic because the thing about it is like all of us have dealt with mental health in some aspect right that's just the truth of being teachers and students at some point um, and just people in general it doesn't matter like your occupation or your background um, the biggest thing that I've learned is first of all we all deal with things very differently we have learned different ways to cope um, with situations and some people learn very unhealthy methods of coping and that's just the truth and the thing about when you get those habits, when you build up habits, it's hard to break those habits. But just like we all at some point I'm sure had to do or like for, I'm speaking, I'm not going to speak on anyone else, i speaking on myself. When I was going through tough spots in high school and in undergrad, when I f- experienced my biggest thing of burnout I had to, first of all, understand the unhealthy ways I was coping. And then by understanding those ways, I was able to then fix them because I acknowledged them. And then by fixing them, I was starting to go, okay, I need to make sure I'm sleeping. I need to make sure I'm eating. I need to make sure I'm saying no to things I don't have time for. I need to listen to my body more. Um, and then by doing that, I was able to get into this completely new, refreshed state of mind and headspace. But some people, like I said that in a very matter of fact way, right? I just listed that out. You give that to somebody. I can say the same thing I just said to y'all to somebody else. And for them, they go, that may have worked for you, but it, it may not work for me. And that's just the truth. They might not be at the point where that will work for them. They just might not be in that a situation where they believe they can be helped. And so like, we, we have seen it all. Like We have had colleagues and friends, unfortunately, who that is a big thing for them. Mental health has always been something that has been a barrier for them with their education and their careers. And sometimes I get it can be frustrating as hell, y'all. It can be frustrating because you care about that person or those people, and you want them to get on the other side of that or to continue like get get help in going through the pro, like the progress of that situation. But you like you can't force them to go into that. That is the biggest thing is if you try to force that down, it's like they're going to go the completely opposite way with that. And the best thing you can do in that situation is go, have I given them, have I offered them every little bite of wisdom or have I tried to help them in every way I can? And if you have, first of all, your own mental health, that's what you can do. Don't think that you can bend over backwards, break your own back to try to help somebody else because especially if they're not your responsibility. I always say if if, if you're not my child, <laughs> which I have no children, then I don't have any responsibility over you at all. Sorry. None. Um but at the same time when you have friends you want to help them, but then if that starts affecting your mental health is when you need to take a step back. And gotta that's cut just it off.
0: you got to cut it off. And I know it's hard. I know it's hard. Um because you've developed a friendship and everything. But when you are trying to live your life in a positive way, and then there's somebody else who, it just seems like they just won't help themselves. Time to go. It's time to go. Because now your mental health is now being affected. And it might be your mental health might be going the way they're going, or now you're just angry for some reason. It's be, cut it off, cut it off, and I promise you, you'll be a better person. It might it might be a little sad at the beginning, but it, it's like one of those um, uh, one of those diseases that just takes things away from you. It, it's a leech. It's a leech where it's it's draining from you. It's nothing nothing the leech is giving you, but it's just draining you. So you gotta you gotta just let it go. You gotta let it go.
2: And to tie that in, like, with there, like, there's been some stuff happening in like the the social worlds or popular culture where mental health. First of all, mental health in general is becoming way more of a thing that's talked about. Which, first of all, I believe is great. But then, with talking about it, comes um, the negative about that, right? Too, and people then um, having having very bad opinions about mental health, especially for people who doesn't even concern them, especially celebrities. I will have to say, um, everyone knows. Kanye is going through a time all right like Kanye is or yay who, whoever he wants to be known as um with his divorce of and the like dealings with his children and all these other things his own mental health he, I think he even admitted he had bipolar disorder um earlier at some point point. and so for me watching all the things that those of the things that have been leading up to where we are now with him but Over the years, he's had so many just lapses, it feels like, of where it's like, it's fine for a while. He releases some, like, really amazing music, and then it's back to a what is Kanye doing type of thing. But there was something that did happen over the weekend that was really interesting. So, basically... Kanye has been going on Instagram and doing these whole rant things, right? He posts a, post a picture and then he rants about what's going on. It usually has to do with his, his family, his wife, or his ex-wife, soon to be ex-wife, all these things. Um, and there was a fan who made a comment saying man's off the meds album going to go crazy. So the, a little bit of breakdown of that is he's about to release Donda two, which people are, um, I'm sure have listened to any parts of Donda, um, and so he's coming out with a second version of this. And basically the person, what they were trying to say, which I will have to say has not been something, that's not far off. Like If I were to be in a comment section, I would read that. I wouldn't, that like that's something that's normal, at least for what I've seen under Kanye post is people associate his mental challenges with how great his music is. And I know in the past, and like, especially with history, we talk a lot about how amazing things have come from situations where posers had schizophrenia they had this they had all this um but then to kind of discredit someone for what they're saying just saying that they're off their meds there's so many layers of wrong with that all right like there's just so many problems and the way i wanted to tie that in um is uh what kanye said he basically his response to this because he posted that comment and says um um, the world is racist, sexist, homophobic, and crazy phobic at our core. It's cheap and dismissive to say I'm off my meds. Anytime I speak up, phobia in this sense doesn't mean being afraid of it. It means not giving power to look to, uh, like, to. So let's be more conscious and not write each other off so easily. And what I saw about that when I was thinking about my own, like, how I've seen mental health dealt with, especially in our field is um a lot of times when people finally speak up about things, sometimes they hit a point. They just hit a wall. They hit a snapping point. And then it's easy for people to go, whoa, they just went off one day. They were, it was just so crazy or like it was just so random and da-da-da. Was it? Or did it just build up to the point and they just kind of like let it all loose, right? So that's just, I'm what I'm saying to y'all here today is whenever you see someone who has, who for a moment or for however long finally reaches a boiling point, don't dismiss that. Don't dismiss that. Like sometimes it may just be they were having a bad day. And I get it. Some days I'm having such a bad day. If I drop my keys, I want to fight. So anyone who walks by, I'm ready to fight. Right. Like I'm pissed. And so if someone were to be like, what's wrong with you? did like That could set me off if I'm in a really bad headspace or whatever, because I'm thinking like I'm just in a really... In a really tough place, and then people are just saying that I'm going crazy or da da da. So, I mean, what what do you what do you guys think about that? I know that's not a, a, a avenue that you have been talking about a lot, but I'm curious.
0: Oh, you know, I, I I always hated it when people don't know when you don't know the lead up to what we might see as a spazzing out session. Mm. You don't know. So don't tell me how to respond because what you just want me to do is take this light, just take it and and just be quiet and be fine. No, I'm sorry. If you continue to slash me in my back, I'm gonna get angry and I'm going to say something. But now everybody looks at me when when I finally respond back, oh, you're angry oh, you're upset, you're being very violent, all of this. And that becomes the issue. Like like you did not just see all of these people doing A, B, C, and D to me, because even in Kanye's thing, Kanye I mean, yes, has he had his moments? Absolutely. But you got to remember, and this is what I say about all celebrities, we all built him up to be Kanye West. Then when he finally starts, um, and who knows what goes on behind the doors? Who Nobody. knows what goes on behind the doors? Nobody. So I'm pretty sure he has dealt with a lot of things, from backstabbing to so much because the industry, the industry that they are in, is terrible. It's terrible. So now he is doing what he thinks is best and saying these out loud. Not everybody's like, "Oh, he's off his best." Da, da, da. No. He's passionate about what he's talking about.
2: Mm.
0: He's passionate about it. And he is to the point where he sees no other other avenue to release this energy. But now that he is on this avenue, now we're looking at him like, oh, something's wrong. Mm. Yeah, something's been wrong. Something has been wrong. But I'm gonna let Michael go first because I have something to tie this in with.
1: Everybody, I need you to listen to me now. Kanye West is a really really bleeping good artist.
0: Absolutely. A- and if
1: you think he is bad, then you are bleeping stupid. I'm very sorry. Cuz he is he is what he has done for his genre, unbelievable even fighting through all this stuff like people were like oh life of Pablo's not that good no you a taylor swift fan and you mm-hmm. mad he called her out that's what happened he made that hoe famous quote unquote kanye west and then donda people's like oh the first song is just him going donda Donda, Donda. Well, where are all you Western classical musicians who die over Gregorian chants? <laughs> hoy, hoy, Like, what? Like, get out of here. I listened to Donda three times in one day. That He made an album. That is an album. People don't make albums anymore. People make eight that's, individuals. That's a twice.
2: Beyonce quote. That's a Beyonce quote. They don't make albums anymore.
1: I didn't know that. Didn't know that. Oh, no. I'll take from her because she took from the LGBT community. Anyways,
0: Ooh. Ooh. Um, okay. Now look, uh, did she? Beyonce did she? Will not be
1: tolerated. Why uh, not be tolerated? It ain't slander if it's true. Ooh. Anyways, why? And again, now people are gonna be like, "Oh, Michael's out here choosing violence. Out
2: here choosing violence."
1: Yes, I choose violence three times a week. You know, because people don't choose
2: violence enough. This is so. First of all, we we honestly need to have a whole conversation about Donda because I'm still not over it. jail. Moon, moon, moon itself. I can write a dissertation on moon. Honestly, that is I my just point. like Donda. 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 That's yeah. like it's like interdisciplinary, though, right? You're thinking like it's this open word, like with the mute.
0: And so many people have actually tried to analyze that. And first of all, like, first of all, you got to realize who Donda is. Donda Mm -hmm. was his mother, his Mm -hmm. like shining bright star. If y'all didn't know the connection between Kanye and his mother, they were very close, very, very close. That was a way of him processing that his mother is gone. Mm -hmm. His mother is gone. The reason the name's going on, because the vocalist um, in that, um, who actually laid down the tracks is um, Selena Johnson, which if you don't know Selena Johnson, Selena Johnson um, did... Kanye West's song, When It All Falls Down, okay? So same vocalist, he used her again um, on, on the album. Um, and she was like explaining what was going on. And that was the reason, it was more, the reason it's saying so much is all the different, uh, all the different um, moods he felt. Some were angry, some were sad, some were, really just out of the blue because that was his way of releasing that energy he had pent up for his mother's death so this is art this is music this is what we all supposed to be influ- trying to influence because this is his music and i also I, on what michael said michael said that the man is he he is a musician a composer First of all, y'all need to go research his pen. Homie has been penning a lot of music that you never have thought is his music. Like, one the Industry Baby, mm. Lil Nas X. Yeah, Kanye. Kanye wrote some of that. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. You but they
1: don't, they, they don't want to know that. They don't want to know that because right know now people don't like him. Uh-huh. When in this industry, when people don't like you, they ain't going to like your music no matter what. Like at all? It's just how it happens. Like the minute people drop Iggy Azalea, I never liked her, but the minute they dropped her, everybody started hating her.
0: Period. Now, no one brought her up. Let's not let's not pretend that Kanye has not done some problematic stuff. Did is, is right, right is too because uh, I don't want nobody watching this episode is like oh well, Kanye did this and y'all are y'all supposed to be like this but no shut up shut up. <laughs> He did because that's, that's not what we're saying, but you you support James Levine. So I don't know why y'all talking.
1: Everybody we have talked about has done good and bad. The Metropolitan Opera orchestra would not be as high paid as they are and as good as they are without James Levine. He recruited all of them. He was a horrible person and he should lose all the money in the world. His family should not reap any benefits of what he did. It all should go to his victims as we've said in this podcast. Same thing with Ricard Wagner. We talked about him, the good and the bad. Kanye, good and bad. He does some bad things, as Anthony was saying.
0: And he has done some bad things. That is correct. But you got his art. His art speaks volumes. And a little bit um, back to people do so much to you. So when you react in violence or you react in some way that is not socially acceptable, they look at you like you're in the wrong. So I want to just kind of tie that into, honestly, you could tie it into the black community. And this is how, mm-hmm. follow me now, follow me. Oh, so sure. years and years uh, uh, of rape, of death, uh, of, um systemic racism hundreds of years and then we get until let's say the 60s um the 2019s, 2020s where there are um violence in there with you know all riots and things like that and then you look like how could they do that how could they like you didn't like you weren't watching for the past four or five hundred years of oppression of everything that I just stated. Now you're upset. Now now because we're reacting to all of the abuse that you have been de- that you've been giving to us, now we're in the wrong. Mm. Hmm. So that points me to this song that I, I love and this work of art. Um, by an artist named Kamazi Washington. Um, Kamazi Washington is a jazz artist um, from LA Um, and he's really has been on the up and ups and I wanted to really focus him on our Black History Spotlight um, for this week because his music um it really kind of extends from the era of John Coltrane um and artists like that where it's afro futurism funk jazz kind of thing um and he has released a good body of work from the epic is one of his um albums which I think we've talked about truth on here as well so if you haven't heard truth listen to truth it really kind of puts you in a whole space and also the KSU Black um, Musician Coalition, uh, they had their blueprint and which they featured Truth um, on their concert. Phenomenal, because that piece really kind of, uh, uh, kind of puts everything into perspective. Um, so the epic came in, I believe around 2015 and then 2018, he released his um, next album, uh, Heaven and Earth. And the first track um, on that is called Fist of Fury, okay? Um, Fist of Fury is actually a cover, It's actually a cover from a 1972 film called Fist of Fury that had Bruce Lee. So if your parents, you know, watching them, you know, uh, good old karate movies back in the day where some might be black and white, who knows? Cause I know my father loves those like old school karate. And I'm like, they're not even fighting. I, I can see like, come on now, but it's
2: art, it's art.
0: It's art. It is <laughs> art. And some people still be watching those. So, um, one thing I did want to to really just kind of read uh, a little bit was the lyrics. Um, So part of the lyrics is, I use hands to help my fellow man. I use hands to do just what I can. And when I'm faced with unjust injury, then I change my hand to fist of fury. So let's talk about that real quick. First thing is I use my hand to help my fellow man I use my hand to do what I can, only what I can. And when I'm faced with unjust injury, then I will change the fist of fury. So that literally is talking about what we've been talking about for the past couple of minutes. When I am dealing with unjust injury where I didn't do anything to you, but you are doing something to me. Yeah, I'm sorry. The fists are coming out. The fifths are coming out. Um and this song is honestly kind of a de- departure a little bit from Kamazi's work because usually Kamazi works kind of puts you in a mood of peace. Um, but this um this work here is the first song on the album and it's a call to action. Um 2018, which is actually before the you know 2020 uh you know riots and everything. Um But it shows you that this this has been happening for a very, very long time, in which we're going to insert a little piece of this. And also, I'm going to link a playlist of Kamazi's music um, down below on the YouTube link um, to listen, because I want you to listen to two spots. Um, in this piece, the first one is where um, the vocalist um, Patrice Quinn she actually sings these words. But there's a part where Kamazi plays with um, the 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 tone of an alto sax, where it sounds like it's moaning, like it's angry. It and he he really um, that is like his call. Like he does that whenever there's a moment where he wants to just kind of reel it in. I have never heard a sex kind of sound like that before listening to him. And you hear the anger of of this piece. And I really want you to listen to that. So you'll take a listen to that in a second. But guys, how do y'all feel about this is a call to action? We know, I mean, Martin Luther King was peace. Malcolm X was, we bring it to him. So like, what do y'all think about, about this?
2: I just had I th- the amount of opinions that have just floated through my head because I always wondered why they taught more about MLK than they did about Malcolm X. And we already know the answer to that question. They they use MLK as this beacon of peace and basically the the reason I and I had just had to to call out an organization for this that I um that I'm under for the way they wanted to go about talking about MLK on MLK Day. And my biggest thing is I was like, I'm not going to be in this conversation because what I won't do is sit around while a bunch of non-black people talk about how MLK was just about peace and how we should learn from this example. And I was like, no, well, let's talk about how the the injustice of this. Let's talk about how he was dragged out in those streets. They had the dogs, they had the hoses, and no matter what, no matter the peace that he may have had, he was met with violence. Let's talk about that. That's what I want to talk about. They don't they 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 skim over that part. Then they go back to, "Okay, but then he was so peaceful so he let those things happen to them is what they're saying. You just let whenever you get so mad, whenever you feel like the system is too much and the oppression's too much, let it happen to you and just just find the inner peace. I'm ready to throw hands. I'm done. I'm oh, I'm not <laughs> goodbye peace. Apparently because I understand that you just build and you build and you build and you build and you build and people expect you to keep taking that do we're not there anymore that was back then we are here now so whenever i heard that lyric of our time as victims is over we will no longer ask for justice instead we will take our retribution pay me my retribution i want to see it because I'm I'm done getting people to say wait just wait your turn wait for it wait be patient be peaceful mm. okay so so we're going to continue getting beat get all this just letting all these these people do all these they make these policies that only affect us the fact that we don't even have generational wealth because of all the things that happen in this country and then you want me to be peaceful yeah so this fist of fury let's just take a moment and like listen to these lyrics and really understand what he is trying to say give it a listen
0: hurt the brilliant piece that that um this song is first of all i mean kamazi washington is a complete genius and the fact that he is still he's still on the up and up and hasn't received i mean he has received enough uh like some uh famous critiques i mean he was asked to uh give his his pen for the Michelle Obama becoming um, and was actually nominated for a Grammy for that. But my question is, why wasn't he nominated for a Grammy for this art? Mm. But that's neither here nor there. We'll always come back to that. But I did want to, uh, so Fist of Fury is from the album Heaven and Earth, and which is a duality album, um, in which he says the Earth side of the album, which Fist of Fury is on, um, represents the world as I see it outwardly, the world that I am a part of. The heaven side of this album represents the world as I see it inwardly, the world that is part of me. Um, And so you go from Fist of Fury that calls to action where it's saying, we are going to stand up for ourselves, um, where it's talking about struggling of dignity and liberation um, for Black people. Then at the end, on the end of the album, is a piece called, Will You Sing? Um, And it's basically kind of discussing Hold your brother's hand and fight for peace. Mm-hmm. It says, if my words can bring God's rule to life, will you sing? If your voice is all we really need, will you sing? If your sound can can set those captured free, will you sing? With our song one day, we'll change the world. So this song is also, it's very peaceful. It's completely different, completely different. But the question is, will you use your voice to make this world better. And so I want you to think about that. We'll also kind of put a clip in here as well as the playlist below. Take a listen to this entire album. But I do want to leave us on this. Will you use your voice? Will you sing to change this world? Thank you so much for uh, tuning in to this episode. Um, we hope that you have enjoyed. Please leave us comments below and join in on the conversation. So we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. With our oh. song one day